Welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. It's Friday and it's I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant, and I am joined once again by Anthony Irwin. Anthony, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing better than your neighbor who decided it was, uh, you know, 7.30 in the evening is a good time to start mowing the lawn. You know, the the concept of a schedule is just thrown out the window the last three weeks. So You're you got to so do what you got to do at any time of day. It's basically like, how long until I can pour a glass of wine? Until like it's not frowned upon for me to pour a glass of wine. That's basically <laughs> what my clock has been kind of whittled down to. It's and 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 trust me for for you know newer parents out there, they're all going to agree to this. Sometimes it doesn't even matter. Frown frown upon me all you want. If I want a glass of wine at two o'clock in the afternoon when the when the world is ending, then then damn it, I'm going to have a glass of wine at two o'clock in the afternoon because the world is ending. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Always applies. Exactly, exactly. How are you holding up? You know, I'm doing okay. Uh, not not a lot of things going on on my end, but yeah, healthy, can't complain. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I had a kind of a weird idea today for our podcast. Uh, I wanted to pick an all-decade Laker team, but because that idea has probably been beaten to death, and you know trying to have some fun here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided that what we're going to do is pick only individual seasons for each player. Um, and then you and I are going to go back and forth. So once we pick a player and that season, that player cannot be picked again in any other year and that no other players from that season can be picked again. So because I was sufficiently confusing, I'm going to give an example. Let's say my first pick was 2015-16 Kobe Bryant. Your favorite version of Kobe. My favorite version of Kobe Bryant. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do this game. (laughs) I would like to specify that my favorite version of Kobe Bryant is actually just against Utah. That's it. (laughs) There's such great examples of like the peak of Kobe's like efficiency and everything like that. But no, we're going to go straight to one of the worst, like the least efficient players in the history of the basketball. History of the late, yeah. Yeah, I am here to not betray any of my draft strategy. And and now we can't even pick Kobe again. So those other versions of Kobe are off the table. Right. So if I were to pick 2015-16 Kobe, that means can't pick any other versions of Kobe. Yeah. And we can't pick anybody else from that team. So no... I don't know, no D'Angelo Russell or Tarek Black, you know? Yeah. Oh, Darius is pissed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can just picture the face staring at me right now. (laughs) Ironically, like, that's basically how I picture Darius staring at people all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe that would be a good strategy, just to pick that version of Kobe so you couldn't (laughs) pick any other versions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, when when this is really going to get interesting is when we have to pick players from, like, that year. Or, you know, the other worst years. Because some player is going to have to get picked from those years. And we're going to get to those years quick. It's going to get really weird. (laughs) (laughs) There have been way more of those years than the good ones in this decade, as as Harrison and I can attribute. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I started volunteering for Silver Screen Roll in 2014-15. So, yeah. Yeah, as uh, I told it to Pete the other day. The 2012-2013 team made me so angry. They inspired me to start covering the team. Like yeah. <laughs> My family was so sick of hearing me complain about that team and, and complain about the Lakers organization that they told me, 
honestly, just talk to anybody else, even if it's just the Internet. If it's the giant, like a, a giant black hole or or a bottomless pit, just do not talk to us about the, bat, the the Lakers anymore. So, you know, because of that, you guys are stuck with me. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I love that it's become a tradition on our shows now where you start the show by saying how no one wants to hear you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at marketing. Is, I know. It's thing. one of those things. <laughs> All right, so uh, because I sprung this on you, Anthony, um, you let me pick the order. So uh, mm-hmm. you're going to go first, and then we'll go, uh, I'll take two, three, then you take four, five, and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think right. the best way to take, I think, the best player off the board and also right. maybe the... Other players off the board. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take this year's version of LeBron. Yeah. yeah. He's my first pick. That makes perfect sense. Okay. I'm going to take, yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty of it because now you can't take Anthony Davis, which is yeah, really right, the way right. to make the best team. <laughs> and as we're going to find out, the other teams don't even have, like, multiple good players, like two or three, whereas, like, you could take a lot of Lakers from this year's roster and, like, feel good about having them on a starting five. Right, like Danny Green off the board. Like Danny Green off the board. Alex yeah. Caruso. Our, our Lord and Savior, off the board. This version of Alex Caruso is off the board, okay? Two-way <laughs> Alex Caruso is still available. <laughs> All right, so who, All right. Who's, your, who's your first and uh, second pick? All right, so my pick is 2013 Kobe Bryant. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. So uh, just to be clear, it's 2012-13 Kobe Bryant. So post-Achilles uh, tear Kobe or? No, 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 free, free. <laughs> <laughs> it's including Achilles to Kobe, but yeah, that season of Kobe. All right. That one stretch that he had there when he was being played like 47 and a half minutes a game. Uh, like one of the things, just quick tangent, one of the things that has yeah, always course. kind of rubbed me the wrong way uh, mm-hmm. in the, the conversation about Kobe, we don't get it as much since he passed away, which really sucks that it took Kobe dying tragically to, to get rid of this from the internet. But mm-hmm. like the disingenuous conversations people would have about Kobe and inefficiency and like, you know, players that are putting up numbers that might be better than Kobe's were at their peak when now, you know, players know better ways to be more efficient than mm-hmm. maybe players did back when Kobe was in his various primes. And like that's the year that should always be held up as you know, that that's what it would look like if Kobe had a modern offense with something closer to spacing with uh, you know, a system in place that would allow him to facilitate properly and all those things. Like it, when, when people say, you know, they aren't sure whether or not Kobe would be able to adapt and evolve to, you know, modern basketball, that's the season that should always be held up to shut everybody up. Also, the fact that he existed in the league for 20 years um, <laughs> Before and that, yeah. succeeded, you know, yeah. for that long uh, should be enough to diminish that argument but it's like when people say that like oh well what would jordan look like you know in this you know pace and space era it's like there was no like hand checking <laughs> like he'd, he'd be fine <laughs> <laughs> right right well could you imagine like this is uh this is a point that doesn't get made often enough with not just kobe but you know the iversons of the world or even Shaq was mm-hmm. that like they had to figure out ways to finish through contact that a lot of players don't see at the rim or exactly. congestion that, that players nowadays just don't see at the rim. 
And that was a legitimate art form for a lot of people, being able to finish through that contact, create that contact and still mm-hmm. be uh, productive through it. Uh, nowadays, you know, I, now now I'm doing the whole like old man. Back in my you know, day. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But, but you know, when you talk about reasons why some of those players can succeed, that if they were kind of brought into the modern era, uh, you know, what it really comes down to for me is how much more efficient would Kobe have been if there weren't, you know, four sets of feet in the paint when he was driving every time, you know? Exactly. How, like he, these guys had to finish through like four bodies at a time, right? I yeah. Mean, some of them were obviously their own players, but still like there was so much clogging in the paint anytime someone went to the basket and it's an entirely different world in the current NBA, which don't get me wrong. It's so pleasant to watch, but like to think that guards who were able to adapt to that level of congestion, like wouldn't be able to survive in a different era is just, seems disingenuous to me yeah it's insane uh you got another pick here i have another pick yeah so this one's uh this one's a little trickier could go in a couple directions here um i think i'm gonna just go with who i personally liked the most um i'm gonna go 2011 lamar odom oh man that takes pow off the board yeah (laughs) (laughs) damn it all right so you took Man, that's a bummer, but I also an incredible pick. Yeah, he's I, one of look, the very best. When 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 you talk about when people talk about players that like could be, you know, just kind of reinvented in today's era, he has to be one of the most underrated options, right? Because he can do everything. Like he's ball handler. He's tall enough to be a power forward. He'd probably be playing small ball five if you were in this generation. Yeah, I mean. Just like the the creativity he had, I feel like he could succeed in any type of environment. Yeah. No, I yeah, I I think, you know, some of the some of the problem with Odom was always kind of where his head was at. So exactly. I think like he really he really flourished as the sixth man because like if you're relying on Odom to be your best player, we got this question for um locked on the other day in, in one of our mailbags. And they asked, like, what would a team look like if Odom was your best player in, in present day? And I'd say probably not very good because if Odom is your best player, then you don't really know what you're getting from night to night. But when Odom was, exactly. you know, the Lakers' third best player and was asked to come off of the bench or maybe even some nights fourth or fifth best player, he could do that. He was allowed to be that. And he was just going to give what he could give that night. And the Lakers had enough around him to be able to make up for that. But when he was kind of the centerpiece of the Shaq trade. And then back when he was in Miami and he was uh, the, the the centerpiece of those teams before Wade really took off, like he was always going to struggle. Same thing when he was with the Clippers. That's why, you know, those teams always had a bit of a ceiling on them when, when he was the featured player. But that, that version of Odom was one of the most fun players in, in NBA history, in my opinion. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I think kind of the magic is that you – didn't know what you were going to expect from him. Yeah. Like, not so much from an effort perspective, but also just like he did such wild things on the court. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the passes that he came up with or like the fact that when he was finishing, he always wanted to go back to his left. But like he was so artful that he could make it happen without it being a hindrance. Uh, I, don't know. I just yeah. I just love watching play so much. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. And that also takes right. the best version of that this decade's Pau Gasol off the board, which hurts me. It does. Uh, but I'm still going to take the next year's version of Powell, even while he was yes. 
like visibly fighting with with Mike D'Antoni, and uh, obviously had I don't lost think we had D'Antoni team. that year. That was a Phil Jackson year, wasn't it? Uh, oh no, that see. was a Mike Brown year. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mike that was Brown the year. Mike Brown, and then and then D'Antoni came in, and I I remember yeah. the the first year, one of the first statements that that D'Antoni gave after a game was he was asked about Powell and why he wasn't playing down the stretch and and why he went with I believe it was like Earl Clark was he on that team no yes he was no no no. Earl Clark was the next year he was part of the Dwight Howard trade so I think he finished the he finished the game with like Troy Murphy instead of Powell Gasol and and everybody (laughs) was kind of wondering like hey what the hell is going on here and he like just completely threw Powell under the bus and and like the way I the way I kind of look at it is like if you're pissing Pow off, mm-hmm. you're in the nicest wrong. man in the world. Yeah, like you, you did. If if you can't get along with Pow, that's a you problem. That's that's mm-hmm. not a that's not a Pow problem. That's a you problem. That's why when when Pete hates on Pow so much on Locked On Lakers, I just always have to you know bring him back in a check to remind him like no, you're, you're hating on the world's nicest person. Yeah. No, this uh, the Pow pick is also excellent because that takes Bynum off the board too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, we're really gonna be uh, <laughs> scraping the bottom it's of the barrel. It's gonna be some uh, not so deep Laker teams, which is really emblematic of what this decade has been for the Lakers. Let's. Uh, I, I think we need to take a break, and then when we come back, it's gonna get ugly. It's not gonna okay. be pretty. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, Anthony so far has twenty twenty LeBron James and twenty twelve Pau Gasol. And I have 2013 Kobe and 2011 Lamar Odom. So you're up. All right. So <laughs> this is is not exactly ideal uh, under any circumstances. When we end this, I'm going to tell you what my original five was, assuming we weren't drafting back and forth. <laughs> like back and forth like this. Um, all right. So my next pick. So you got to go to the, the closest thing to a competitive team that the Lakers had in this stretch of the years that we have to pick from right now. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Lonzo. He's going to be my point guard. So 2018, 2019 Lonzo ball. Okay. And that, I did always like the Lonzo Braun fit. Oh, and that's, yeah, uh, the, the, the low usage point guard, unfortunately his shot never came around and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but the low usage, Really good defensive, longer, switchable point guard. It's almost like I wish the Lakers had a point guard like that right now who, you know, might have a thinning hairline maybe, was like particularly <laughs> memeable maybe even to make things entertaining. <laughs> I just – I wish the players had somebody like that on their roster. Yeah, you know, they could actually get some minutes here and there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If so, only, if only, really. If only, it's it's really too bad they don't. It's really too bad. <laughs> uh, all right, so you got you got two picks here in a row. Oh God, this is already so bad. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to try to build a competent roster here. So, uh, this is not my favorite player on the 2018 roster, but I think it's the one who's going to fit this team the best. So I'm going to take 2018 Brooke Lopez. Ooh. Oh man, that's an that's a great pick. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm livid that you were able to get ah. <laughs> oh, this reminds He's me like a lot. He's like an actual competent player. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm pissed that I left him for you. I should have gone with 
Ah, that's annoying. Because, yeah, he's probably the last, he's the last professional basketball player left. (laughs) He's like, there's no, there are no legitimate NBA players left on the board. Okay. All right. This one is much harder. All right. So I've got Brooke, Lamar, Kobe. Kobe could, that could be like two through four, depending on how I want to structure this. Um. I think for the seventh pick, I'm going to take hmm. All right, a couple ideas in mind here. Do I want a shooter? Do I want something else? Uh, so there's, there's a part of me <laughs> that wants to take 2017 Lou Williams. And then I'm just okay. remembering this last Lakers Clippers games where LeBron just went after him over and over again. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, Marcelo works as a sitting right there, Sabrina. It get a lot worse than the Williams, to be perfectly <laughs> From the years that we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would probably say that's the correct assessment. Um, Let's see. I could also take. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a 2017 Lou Will. All right. So he is off the board. And that second who... unit. That 2016-17 team, even though that team was terrible, was a lot of fun. The Lou Will, Swaggy, Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance, Tariq Black thing, that was that was a good time. I remember, like, for a long time, I think for, would you say, I think this is a fair thing to say. For the majority of this decade, the team's bench units have been more likable than the starting groups. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if it's just because like our teams were all generally like the same Bad. level of quality. <laughs> so <laughs> when you brought in Benjamin, it was like, oh, like, now we're going against subpar players on the other team. So at least there's some hope. I think there's an article where I, I basically explained that, that I said, uh, I think this was one of the, the, the Luke years where the mm-hmm. Lakers were trying to be competitive. And I, I basically wrote that. There was no way the Lakers were going to put together a starting lineup that was better than the opposing starting lineup. So right. why not try to mitigate disaster for those opening minutes and then try to take advantage mm-hmm. of another lineup that the Lakers might be able to to better compete with? Uh, yeah. I'm so happy I don't have to write stuff like that ever again. <laughs> All <laughs> like, right. Well, I, I have a feeling I know which years your next two players are going to come from, but I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so woof. All right, so right now I have LeBron. I have a point guard in Lonzo. Uh, I have Pow as my big. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Man, I'm probably going to regret this. Yeah, Lonzo. I already regret my last pick, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's that much worse. <laughs> All right. I'm going with Anthony Brown. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 The one pick the Lakers whiffed on. (laughs) Oh, man. I was so excited when the Lakers drafted him, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, so let's see. He comes to Sparks games every so often. I want... A lot of Stanford players on the Sparks. Boy, good Lord. This was a terrible (laughs) team. 2013-2014. Whoa. I'm going to go with, let's see, what do I need? I need a point. No, I have a point guard. 
Good point, yeah. I have kind of a point. And you have LeBron handling too, so. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm going to go screw it. I'd be I'd be off brand if I didn't make this pick. I'm picking D'Angelo Russell from 2015 2016. Okay, 2016 D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Fantastic. So you're gonna have D'Lo and Lonzo together. We can awesome. finally do it. We finally did it. <laughs> we can finally. Boy, LeBron hates this team. Like just oh with Disaster. with the fire of a thousand suns, hates this team. All right. You might not even get along how to be perfectly honest. I'm just <laughs> so I have 2016 D'Lo. Okay. And like nobody in the audience is at all shocked at that pick. We have two tremendous years left. <laughs> Byron, Byron Scott's like, all right, take Ryan Kelly and play him specifically at the three. <laughs> uh, let's go... This is awful. This is just... It's really bad. Never, ever. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to take 2015's Julius Randle. And, uh, okay, so just be careful. Um, I don't think Julius Randle played that year. Oh, damn. Yeah. Was that his rookie year? Oh, that was, that his, was rookie his rookie year. He was drafted in 2014. Damn it. So, well... I mean, I could just let you pick him, but that wouldn't be fun. I mean, he's about as useful as a lot of the other options here. <laughs> Can I interest you in a 2015 Jordan Hill? <laughs> right, right. I remember when we were like trying to talk ourselves into, you know what, maybe, maybe this is the Wesley Johnson year. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the year he's not completely useless. Huh. Seems like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. is He's not even in the league anymore, right? Oh, I don't think so. No, no, no. No. But he was drafted in like 2010, so this is like an appropriate time to have flamed out. Yeah. You know what? I can't believe I'm saying this. I might actually go with no. Yeah. I might actually go Wesley Johnson. 2015 Wesley Johnson? 2015 Wesley Johnson. No, actually, I can go Clarkson. That was his rookie year. He wasn't terrible. He just couldn't get playing time because Byron sucked. But then I have... No, I can't have Lonzo, D'Angelo Russell, and <laughs> Jordan Clarkson. That would not work out. So, actually, now, nah, you know what? I'll go I'll go Ed Davis. Ed Davis was a good player. I enjoyed 2015 having, Ed Davis. Yeah, okay. 2015 Ed Davis. Uh, and just have That's zero a, spacing whatsoever. That's a thought. <laughs> I have no no spacing I whatsoever. Jordan Clarkson is actually the best choice from this 2015 team. If I recall, he did make first team all rookie. Oh yeah, no, he had a really good year. It, no, he made second. Yeah, yeah. So if I didn't have Luke, he he made second. Made second but if he would have if he would have gotten more playing time, remember how long it took for Byron to play him because he would, he only wanted to play Ronnie, Ronnie Price. Price. Yeah. Yes. So I, I I might have this wrong, but based off, if I remember correctly, it was a second team all rookie for Jordan Clarkson. Let me check that real quick. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was all rookie first team. Wow. Despite yes. Byron. Good Lord. In spite of Byron Scott. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Right. So if, if I didn't have, I mean, I can't pick Jordan Clarkson now because I'm left with the 2014 team. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 
Powell's off the board. Kobe's off the board. Powell's off the board. Kobe's off the board. Um, I don't even think I'd want this version of Kobe because he only played like six games this season. Mm-hmm. That was the combo of like the Achilles and then the knee injury. Broken shin or something like okay. that. Okay. So we've got, all right, what kind of player do I want, I think is the question. I've got. Well, I'll tell you, Ulo we have everything you need. I mean, Chris Kamen is the one that really sticks out from this year. Uh, you do, you need a bench presence. I don't think he makes sense. I don't think he makes sense. Yeah, among my starting five, I need a bench presence. <laughs> <laughs> I already have like two of the premier six men on the Lakers with Lamar and Luel. Let's get another bench presence. Look, not a single player took up as much, uh, as much space on a bench in NBA history as Chris Kamen did in that one game. It's true. It's very true. Uh, you know, we... We were joking about this earlier. I think Ryan Kelly kind of makes some sense here, but let's see. So you have you have Kobe, Lamar, Brooke. you have Lou Will as your pseudo point guard. Yeah, and then Brooke Lopez as your big. So you you're gonna be asking Ryan Kelly to play small forward. I'm gonna ask Lamar to guard LeBron. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> It is not going to fall to Ryan Kelly. Lamar is going to be the three. <laughs> I don't think that's going to. I don't think either one of those go very well for you. But all right, all right. Odom's going to be fine. Okay, I mean this is, this is like a thirty-five-year-old LeBron James. It's going to be okay. Compared to Ryan Kelly, sure, you're right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, you have like D'Lo guarding Kobe, so <laughs> I think we're going to be fine. I like how how we're competitive over our highly specific single-player, single-year draft. (laughs) (laughs) This is is what we've come to, maybe. I think, okay, it's either going to be Jody Meeks or Ryan Kelly. Or Marshawn Uh, Brooks. uh, Marshawn Brooks, it really bothered me when the Lakers traded for him. His Twitter bio still said Boston Celtic, (laughs) Um, even though that was two teams before he got to the Lakers. I think oh, that was really the like, only that was the only team he was useful on, so I don't really blame him. Was he useful? I don't. I don't even know. Um, yeah, I had Meeks on my list originally, but I'm not sure I can afford to go that small. You've got Braun Powell and Ed Davis, and I would also put Lonzo on Kobe. By the way, yeah, I know, I know. Just That's... just to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Ryan Kelly. <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> wait aren't you the duke fan oh that makes I, sense now. i did go to duke yeah I did go to duke. you went to duke yeah oh, i didn't know you went there yeah i went to duke all right so you are going with oh man at some point i'm going to tell you the the james worthy ryan kelly this was a good nick young year too actually but i i can't have nick young and lou on the same team i just can't <laughs> i mean i guess i could but it would literally like the all instagram Kobe. team it would destroy Kobe. <laughs> um, I mean, I know I've said Ryan Kelly. Now I'm having second thoughts again. Do I want Nick Young or Jody Meeks? Uh, I mean, now nah, we'll stick with Ryan Kelly. Yeah. All right. I so, like this of Ryan Kelly. This was the Mike D'Antoni Ryan Kelly. It's a good uh-huh. version. So I have Lonzo, Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have another wing? Did I go with another wing? I did not. I don't you have think. Yeah, no, I was just trying to think if I went if I drafted another wing. And then I have Powell and Ed Davis. And then you have I have Lou Will, Lou, uh Kobe. Kobe. 
uh, Lamar, Ryan Kelly, and Brooke Lopez. I got a lot of spacing. This is modern offense for Kobe for days. Yeah. I wonder who people will say would win this one. I think you probably I think you probably are the uh, you you probably get more votes. Right, because you have twenty twenty LeBron who might be the best player on this list, but I think twenty thirteen Kobe is very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think LeBron is the better player. Kobe's the second best player. I don't I'm have a very sure good version gap. of yeah. Powell. I don't know. The the third best player here is Lamar, the version of Lamar that you tried. Lamar, with. yeah. So it probably goes LeBron, Kobe, Lamar, Pow. Mm-hmm. And then it's just ironically how we drafted them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lou. Yeah. I think Lonzo sneaks in there before. But Lopez these are is like also really rookie good. rookie Delo and Lonzo. Oh yeah, no, it's an insanely immature team. But you were thinking oh, about going Lou Williams Lonzo. and Nick Young. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of amateur, <laughs> <laughs> no, I want, I want, I actually really want to see what people think about this. I yeah, I, let's put it to gotta, a vote. Yeah, I want to, I want to see all of the, you know, the 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 people who follow Silver Screen on Twitter, what they think about these various teams. This was a lot of fun for like a random Thursday night during a global pandemic. This was one of the more fun <laughs> activities I've done today. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm just going to give you my my all five team if I just got to pick on my own. All right. Uh, so I went with 2020 AD because that gives you 2019 LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2013 Kobe and 2011 Lamar again. Uh, but then I went with 2018 KCP. 20- that was the year that he shot 38% on threes. I can't argue. I can't argue. I mean, I... I couldn't figure out a way to get Pow in there. Um, well, the tough part with Pow like, is that, like, yeah. his his best year was either at or before the millennium timeline. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, it was because you had the 2010 finals and then the 2009 finals against Dwight was, I think, the best Pow has ever been. Right. I used to like tell people that I thought Pow should have gotten Finals MVP that year. Wouldn't go that far. Um, but very good he was yeah no like i i i think he was i i really think pow was because i just did this uh this exercise with adam where we were drafting since 1990 the best players from uh the division so like i was in charge of the pacific he was in charge of the northwest Mm -hmm. and i picked pow even ahead of like charles barkley and i don't regret it oh i I would I don't regret it. I like I I think he's one of the more underrated players in NBA history. Plus I think the fact that he could play like with another big but also as the center makes yeah. him so versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Especially but there like, aren't a lot of bigs like that these days who could actually play the four and the five. Yeah. Well I, I also, you know, D'Antoni was so awful at trying to get Powell to try to do this, but we know that at some point Powell was capable of hitting three pointers. Mm-hmm. Like eventually like he he learned to do that. It's just that D'Antoni was so bad at trying to get him to 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 do those kinds of things um, that, you know, he he developed a bit of a block, I think, while he was a Laker. But, you know, if if a better coach asks him to do that in a in a more humane manner, I would kind of like to see what that version of how looks like on the Lakers teams that they had. Right. It's kind of like what I think um, the Bucks were hoping for with Powell when they signed him last year. But then he wasn't healthy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, I'll 
we'll have to put this out there on Twitter. I want to know what people think about our teams, but this was a lot of fun. This was a blast. Yeah, thanks so much for indulging me, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I got to I gotta continue to, to talk on the microphone so long as people are willing to listen. Yeah. And thank you all for listening, too. Uh, this has been the Silver Screen Roll podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and have a nice weekend. Thank you.